Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places from around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, it's Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel here on News Radio 570 WWNC. And you know what? You can listen to Speaking of Travel anywhere in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. Well, you know, with the cold weather setting in, this is the perfect time to begin planning on where you want to go on your next adventure. Maybe you're thinking about going to Paris in the springtime or going to the beach for Memorial Day. Maybe you're dreaming of a trip with the family to Maine for a family reunion or a trip to Rome to tour the museums. Well, actually setting a goal where you want to go will help you get into gear. Most people talk vaguely about where they want to travel. They never say where they're going, just that they are going. Actually choosing a destination is really important because it gives you a definite goal. It's a lot easier to mentally get behind, I'm going to Rome, than I'm going to Italy. Excuse me. Not only does your trip make you have more concrete and you know, stronger goals of where you want to go, but it's easier to commit to, and it makes your planning easier as well. And, you know, sometimes it's just nice to stay right in your own backyard. Maybe you're right in the throes of the winter months in your state, and you're thinking, where can I go that's not too far, where it's maybe warm and there's a lot to do? Well, my guest today is a true Southern gentleman. He's a dreamer, a traveler, a writer. He's a professional journalist, an editor and a television producer, and he knows the secrets to the best winter getaways down in the South, where it's nice and warm. Well, some places it's nice and warm, right, Doc? Some places not so much. <laughs> it's, it's nice and warm here in Atlanta, and I would imagine it's nice and warm in your heated room where you are in North Carolina. That's right, in the room. Well, since Doc's days as an Atlanta teenager, he's been writing features about the world around him and the world he wanted to share with others. His really great blog down south today really takes you on a journey to the lighter side of life in the warm states with information and travel about travel and food and fishing and arts and tailgating and books and doc lawrence you are such a dear friend i'm so glad to have you on the show again it's a wonderful way to start a new year a new year filled with with uh, promise with you tagging along well, thank uh, you. Two strangers as close friends. That's the best. So, you know, Doc, one thing that you and I both have a love of is the South, being able to, you know, discover new and exciting things to do all around the the southern states. Let's just start with one of the states. Let's just start somewhere, Doc. Tell me, what, what should we be looking at doing right now? Well, Wherever you are in the South or the or the North or the Midwest, it, everything's accessible here. And uh, a good beginning point uh, for something that you'll carry with you the remainder of your days is the upcoming Tennessee Williams Literary Festival in New Orleans. That is, that's a global event. There's nothing to compare with that. And the name alone suggests that it's well worth attending if you love the stage. You love uh, the performing arts, and you really found that a streetcar named Desire uh, embraced you and, and won your heart away, as it did mine. Uh, that begins the last day of March. It goes on into early April. And listen, 
included in the lineup, which is every writer, playwright, star you can possibly think of, uh, including Dick Cavett, one of the great storytellers and interviewers of our time, and my favorite Southern author, Rick Bragg, Pulitzer Prize winner, teaches journalism at the University of Alabama, and a homeboy who spent many years here with the New York Times in Atlanta. But uh, they have, on the first Saturday, now this will make you go to it. I'm ready they already. A, <laughs> this, they have what they call the Stella Hollering Contest. I was, ask, I was just going to ask you if they had a Stella Hollering Contest. They do. They do. They have prizes, too, which includes uh, unlimited hurricanes, uh, all kinds of uh, meal tickets, uh, tickets to uh, speakeasies, and who knows, maybe even a discount at a brothel. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know that. But, uh, yeah, that's, they yell Stella, and they give the first prize. How about that? That's... One that has the, the leather lungs. <laughs> Oh, I would love to be there. I'm I'm right taking notes. Tell me again when this starts and and where March it's 30, in March 30 through I believe uh April 3. It right down in New Orleans, right? Right there in New Orleans at the uh uh Louisiana uh, Arts Museum in the Cabildo right by Jackson Square. So what else is going on in Louisiana? Well, Louisiana, of course, has Mardi Gras coming up just real soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I tend to eschew that because I don't like mobs. <laughs> uh, I, I, I went there my first time when I was 17 and actually marched in the Mardi Gras parade as a, an aspiring young soldier in a uh, uh, drill team. Plus of memories, but I wouldn't do that again. Sure. And uh, actually, there's so many more things... I highlighted the Tennessee Williams Festival because it is purest Americana. You just can't you can't beat what that is. If you look at the lineup, just go to their website. It's everybody you can think of. Wow, they're speaking there, and it's it's fabulous. But uh, many other places, uh, I would I'm going to I go to in the past. I write about that uh, may be a little less known, and are certainly worth the effort. Uh, one in particular comes to mind is uh, if you're going south down into Florida, as many people are that are listening to your show, uh, think about Florida beyond the beaches and Florida beyond the theme parks. That's, uh, Florida is a trove of interesting places, things that we just really don't know about. And uh, one of my very favorites is Cross Creek. That's the home of Marjorie Kennan Rawlings. And for the younger generation, she was the Pulitzer Prize-winning author of the Yearling, which also won the Academy Award the same year that Gone with the Wind came out. Uh, that, that's really saying something. Yeah. And uh, and uh, uh, her books, are, you got to buy them. Not just the Yearling, but Cross Creek Cookery preceded Julia Child's uh, the, the Art of French Cooking. <laughs> And that, that Cross Creek cooking, you have to be a little careful saying that. Yeah. Uh, is one of the first great books on American cuisine ever written by a woman who specialized in fiction and who was a transplant from Wisconsin, moved to rural Florida, built a home, uh, lived by herself in the middle of just about nowhere, but a Paradise, if you love nature, and was friends with Hemingway, Margaret Mitchell, 
Faulkner, you name it. Well, I can tell you, Doc, she's a woman after my own heart right now. <laughs> well, she ranks up there with the greatest that ever lived in this country. But I use her book as a resource all the time. And she fell in love with what's called the, the cracker culture there. That, that sounds like a derogatory term, and it's used that way unfortunately mm. uh, but it's but it's unfair yeah the the culture there dates back 500 years to the spanish uh explorers and the, the word cracker has a spanish antecedent uh the cattle horses uh fowl uh that are there right now all go back to spain mm. They don't go back to america and where is and, cross creek doc in, right. in florida Get your map out, find Gainesville, Florida, on the University of Florida. Okay, easy, yeah. Easy enough to find. Go just a little bit north, about 40 miles, off the beaten path, and Cross Creek is sitting up there someplace. You'll find it. I will look for it. And it's by a place called Payne's Prairie. Now, this sounds so rural, <laughs> it's frightening, but it's not. You can be in St. Augustine in an hour. Oh. One of the greatest cities on the planet. Yeah. And, of course, America's oldest city. And, and so civilized, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's stunning. But you go to Cross Creek, though, which is, which is your day trip. And I trust, trust me, you will spend a day there. This woman remains alive in my mind. She wrote things about America that nobody's even thought about doing. Even her, her her writings compare with Mark Twain's. Well, does she, have a, does she have a homestead there? Her homestead is still there. And you can visit? Is it open to the public? It's open to the public. How about that? It's spellbinding. It's spellbinding. I her can... Her underwood oh. is still there. Oh. Her, her uh, citrus groves are still there. The descendants of her uh, livestock and her fowl are still there. Wow. And uh, her contributions just never have been given the acclaim they deserve. This is for the literary listeners, the ones that really want to get into what America's about. Well, I know I do, Doc. So when we come back from the break, let's pick up there and let's kind of move our trip up here a little bit. You were talking about Gone with the Wind. I want to talk about the Gone with the Wind trail I hear. There's a trail now. There he is. Well, we'll talk about that. Thanks, Doc. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel here on News Radio 570 WWNC. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Hi, it's Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel here on News Radio 570 WWNC. And be sure to get your free iHeartRadio app, and you can listen to Speaking of Travel anytime, anywhere in the whole wide world. Well, today we're talking to my dear friend, Doc Lawrence, and Doc is just a true Southern gentleman. He's held the door open for me many times. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> I want, I want to hold the door open more in 2016. <laughs> As do I. Well, we were talking before the break about some places to go down south in the wintertime, but really anytime. I'm, you know, these are literary hubs. They're, they're food hubs. We were talking about New Orleans. We were talking about uh, 
Cross Creek, Florida, down in the rural area, but not too rural. You're an hour from St. Augustine. Picking up in St. Augustine, you were saying, you know, the oldest city, town in the country, and the most civilized. I love that. So, Doc, moving on from there, let's talk a little bit. You were talking about Gone with the Wind. I want to talk a little bit about that because, you know, for me, that book, that we're talking literary here, that book changed my life. It rocked my world. I, I read it multiple times. I still read it to this day. I've seen the movie a gazillion times, cry. I mean, they have to literally pick me up off the floor, (laughs) especially at that intermission when she's like, I'll never go hungry again. Oh, my God. God bless that child. Listen, I I cried, too, and I still do. That's my favorite. That might be the most famous scene in any uh, movie ever made. Oh, I'll tell you, it is for me. Robert Robert Osborne says it is. They can measure it. That, well, that scene right there is the one everybody remembers. Oh, absolutely. Well, there's so many. There are just so many scenes. That one scene where they're pulling back the camera, and, and for a movie, a motion picture of that time, to have that scope where you just see Scarlet, and she's she's tending to a soldier on the ground, and then the camera starts to pan out, and it goes out further and further until the scope of how many people are lying there is just, you know, it gives you the reality of, of what the what that war was all about. Yes, indeed. Wow. Uh, so now they made have, a trail, right? We have, we have, yes, indeed. We have uh, the Gone with the Wind trail. Uh, and you would wonder why uh, Atlanta and the state of Georgia didn't come up with that 50 years ago, but we have it now. Mm-hmm. Better, better late than never. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the, the real deal. Uh, Margaret Mitchell, the author, of course, of mm-hmm. Gone with the Wind. Her home is the beginning point, uh, which uh, is privately owned, and it was restored uh, to its grandeur by prominent people here in Atlanta, and it's now part of the Atlanta History Center. It was donated to them. And uh, there's just a little apartment downstairs where, as a writer working for the daily newspaper here, over a period of time, she typed out on her old Underwood uh, the manuscript that became Gone with the Wind, and she originally threw it in the trash can. And her husband found it before it went uh, out to the garbage. Golly. He he's surreptitiously sent it to a publisher in <laughs> Philadelphia, and the rest is history. Yeah, literally it would, history. It would, it would have been reduced to ashes. But anyway, the trail itself um, encompasses... Uh, her home on Peachtree, of course, mm-hmm. and the Atlanta History Center, which is one of the greatest centers of history, and particularly Southern history, that, that exists anywhere. Mm. Uh, it's it's on eighty something acres in the middle of the Buckhead section of Atlanta, and you could spend weeks there. They have everything from her uh, there, but on the more fun side, uh, the trail goes through all of the great restaurant districts. There's a museum north of the city in Marietta dedicated to her that has some of the gowns that she wore mm. and hats that she wore that Vivian Lee wore sort of, uh, in the movie uh, on display. Oh, I hope and they have it, that green curtain dress. It's there. Oh, it's there. I have to go and see it. Made out of the drapes there. That she, mm. you know, you know, 
that only that only Rhett recognized the origin of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it, the, the trail then meanders over to uh, what likely was the inspiration for Carol, mm. south of the city. That's still there. It was a farm that she uh, that uh, Margaret Mitchell visited as a child, mm. and uh, likely was the only place she would have seen that would have given her um, the imagination for Tara. And then near where I live uh, is a museum, a history museum, that has uh, uh, the dress wore by a slight, slightly built woman by the name of Mary Gay. Miss Gay was uh, wrote a book called Life in Dixie During the War. This the only real first-hand account of the siege and fall of Atlanta and the evacuation, mm. which is a major part of Gone with the Wind. Yes. And she and Margaret Mitchell and Margaret Mitchell's family knew each other well. Mm-hmm. And um, Mary Gay was a very liberate person. And um, Scarlet, uh, legend has it, is a composite of many different women. And Mary Gay's one of them. Her home, is right, her home is right down the street. How about that? And uh, it goes on. And plus, uh, a friend of mine uh, and I, we fashioned a cocktail <laughs> for Go With the Wind. It's called Scarlet Serenade. Oh. And he's a uh, prominent mixologist here. And he went through the manuscript of Go With the Wind and picked out what they were drinking. <laughs> and Sherry was real big, and so was Scotch. Uh, Jack Daniels didn't exist then. Uh-huh. Jack Daniels is, is post-Civil War. And we came up with this wonderful recipe. I'll be glad to send it to you, and you can yeah. uh, share it with the world. I will do that, Doc. In like fact, Scar- I like have Scar- to try it, belongs, it myself. It belongs to the ages. It belongs to the ages. We, we had nothing down here. Oh. And uh, one last thing about Scarlet, too. Scarlet is a, she, her character is a metaphor for the South. The South, believe it or not, the South is a grand lady. The South is not masculine. Forget all the good old boy stuff, the images, uh, good and bad. The South is a great woman. The South is a woman that knows how to survive. The South is a beautiful woman. It always will be these things. And sorry, man, that you live in a woman's land. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, that's why it's best to go down <laughs> south. <laughs> I love, you know, I never knew that. I never even thought about that, Doc, to be honest with you, of Scarlett's character and her whole essence being. Who survives the best? You tell it me real is. quick. Men or women? <laughs> who really survives? Who is equipped? Biologically and psychologically, to survive anything, uh-huh. women are. <laughs> right. Women are. Who can use their uh, natural beauty, their sense of of guile, uh, their natural instincts of cunning to get what they want? <laughs> Men or women? The answer is the answer is obvious, Marilyn. Of course it is, Doc. You're you're a man after my own heart to recognize <laughs> that. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so when you go on this trail, you you go down to Atlanta, let's say, you know, from North Carolina, you go down to Atlanta. And then what do you do? You drive around to these different locations? Yeah, you know, they have guided tours, but you, you don't want that. You, uh-huh. want to, you want to drive to them. There's no place you can't find parking. OK, good. And your beginning point is the Margaret Mitchell House. And they have brochures there. Oh, I see. And they have mm-hmm. guided tours there as well as they do in the History Center. And the rest, of, the rest is easy. You want to allow time to dine, 
Oh, uh, yeah. Whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you're not going to run out of places to go to. Uh, there, there'll be plenty of and they'll suggest some. And if you're at a loss and you've got too many choices, just give old Doc a ring. And I'll help you with that one. Well, I am going to make a trip down there myself, and we we can take this tour together, and you can point out all these great places for me. I'll have the, I'll have the mayor give you the key to the city. Well, there you go. You are totally talking my language now, Doc. <laughs> so, Doc, when we come back from the break, I want to talk to you a little bit more. We You mentioned Jack Daniels. Now, you know, I bing, 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 because Jack Daniels, I, where, where exactly – are they originated from? They are not only originated in Lynchburg, Tennessee, fairly near Nashville. Uh-huh. They've only been there. That is the. Ah. They don't have satellite distribution. Oh. They don't have any. They don't outsource a thing. It's done right there. Well, you know, with the cold weather, sitting back, kicking down a couple of Jack Daniels, you know, my feet get warmed up really fast. So when we come back from the break, let's pick up in Tennessee and talk about Jack Daniels a little bit. We'll have fun. It'll be that's a you, great time. That's when you see it, pal. I will definitely fasten my seatbelt. Hey, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel here on News Radio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can listen anywhere in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. And be sure you visit my Facebook page, Speaking of Travel. You'll find podcasts, travel tips, photos. It's really a lot of fun there. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to Speaking of Travel here on News Radio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can listen anywhere in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. And I did want to let you know that there is now a Twitter. I'm out there doing tips, travel tips, giving you the links to all of the shows. It's at Speak Travel to Me. Speak Travel, the number two, me. So be sure to, to follow me on at Speak Travel to me. Well, Speaking Travel to me today is my guest, Doc Lawrence. He is a true Southern gentleman. His blog, Down South Today, takes you on a journey, just like we're on a journey right now. Talking to Doc, how are you down there in Atlanta? Well, I'm just about to open up another bottle of Jack Daniels and, and, and fight the chill a little bit. This is the traditional way we do it down here. Well, I wish I, I was doing, there. Doing fine, doing fine. That's great. Well, speaking of Jack Daniels, we're moving over here now to Tennessee. You said that um, Jack Daniels is, where are they in Tennessee? It's in the nice historic village of Lynchburg. Thank you for your knives. It's right out of Curry and Ives uh, painting. It's a picturesque place uh, in Middle Tennessee, in the middle of uh, uh, rural Tennessee. There's still big cities around it. Nashville is a hour and a half away. Chattanooga is an hour and a half. Away. Oh, okay. I get an idea where it is. So, yeah, but it's off. It's off the beaten path. And uh, if you've been to Ireland, 
think of the Irish countryside and how lovely that is. Oh, uh, yes. How green it is, the rolling hills, the friendly people, Aww. smiling faces. That's Lynchburg. I'll That's be Jack darn. Daniels. Well, they have a big barbecue competition going on over there, don't they? I have had the, the, the only honor that I treasure in my life <laughs> is being a selected long ago as a judge for the Jack Daniels International wow. Barbecue Competition. And they have 26 countries, including all 50 states, that compete in this. It's a global event. There's nothing like it. It's my favorite uh, uh, event each year. All I go to, that's the one I consider the greatest. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's I'm in, joining you there. It's inclusive. It's lovely. Um, it's so American. It is so American. And uh, it's tied into the historic distillery, uh, the waters that still come from the same spring that Mr. Jack, and that's what everybody calls <laughs> Jack Daniel, that Mr. Jack used, they're still used today, every bottle of that is made from the water that comes from that same spring. And when did he first start making this spirit over there in right, Tennessee? Right after, right after the Civil War. Ah. Uh, the South was starving. There was no way. There was no way to make a living. I mean, the starvation rate was, mm. was that of a third world country. Yeah. And uh, there was no law against making whiskey at that time. This was pre-prohibition America. And uh, Mr. Jack began making his concoction. Uh, he never kept the formula secret at all. You can make it yourself if you have a lot of patience. And uh, what distinguishes it then and now? And the formula is that uh, it was uh, the final step before it was placed into an oak barrel for aging was it was filtered through sugar maple charcoal. Mm. And that gives Jack Daniels its distinct flavor. So what is like said, <coughs> It's sugar maple what? Sugar maple charcoal. Oh, charcoal. Oh, golly. And they take the native sugar maple that's there. And, uh, and they buy it elsewhere, but they don't want to deplete the forest, of course. Uh-huh, right. Make the charcoal out of it, and it's used as a filter, literally just pouring the finished Tennessee whiskey down through it. And then they age it in a barrel for a year or so, and then they bottle it, and it winds up on Doc's desk. <laughs> That's, a, that's a, an easy journey. <clears throat> well, I can you. tell you it winds up on Marilyn's nightstand as well. <laughs> <laughs> well Every I have, night. I, I have I have a, a, a daily need for it, but in all seriousness, yes. the, area, the area around there is a trove. If you want to visit America as it was in its loveliest form, mm-hmm. that's a must trip because you can combine it with Nashville. So you can combine it with Huntsville right down the road where the U.S. Space Museum is there. Mm. Um, you can go to one of the loveliest villages nearby, much smaller than Lynchburg, is Bellbuckle, Tennessee. The uh, po- It's a literary center. Mm. And the Bellbuckle Cafe is the signature place to go in the entire South for genuine Southern cooking by genuine people You've always lived there, and if you, they have live music nightly. Of course, all these studio musicians from <laughs> Nashville live in the area, so the music is... I, I've seen country groups, uh, 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 
made, made a studio musicians do two hours of the Beatles when I was having dinner there. Oh, lovely. And Acu- Doc, Acoustic Beatles. You're going to have to tell us again the name of this little town. Bell Buckle. Bell Buckle. B-U-C-K-L-E, just like it sounds, Tennessee. You will not believe this way. Roy Rogers and Dale Evans' daughter live there <laughs> and their family. Who's who in America has visited this place? You just look around the wall and you say, why, why did I pick the night when none of them are here? Uh, right. Dolly, Dolly Parton is a regular. Uh, Vince Gill is a regular. Al Gore is a regular. He went to school there, grammar school there, uh-huh. at the Webb School. It's, uh, uh, but again, that's just part of the Jack Daniels experience. Had I not gone to Jack Daniels, had I not been involved in uh, judging their barbecue, I would have probably never known about Bell Buckle. Well, Doc, let me ask you, do they do they use this sugar maple in their barbecue sauce? Uh, <laughs> they use Jack Daniels in it, so I see. yes, they do. Uh-huh. So when they when they have this barbecue competition, you say people come from all over the world, it must it, this must be a huge event. It is. Wow. It is. They they I don't think anyone does account. So just think in terms of uh, Seventy-five to hundred thousand people. Wow! Where there's no place to stay, you have to drive as far as Nashville to go there. Unless you have friends there, and I'll recommend one. Uh, there's a farm resort there nearby called Parish Patch, and it's owned by one of the loveliest couples on the planet, and they're natives of the area, uh, David and Claudia Hazelwood, and they have. By their uh, farm B and B, near there they have an old grist mill mm. on the on the mighty Duck River, and they have a gourmet restaurant there called Courtney Mill. And listen, they have on a on a given weekend they have wine dinners there featuring the wines of New Zealand, South Africa, <laughs> Germany, France, uh, Portugal, Spain, Italy. That is amazing considering how difficult it is to find this place. <laughs> right. And what time of the year do they have the barbecue competition? That's in October. In Last October. Week in October. Oh, lovely. So Mark it down right now. That's what I'm going to say. Whatever, that's right. Yes, yeah. Whatever you have. Right, it's right before Halloween. Right you before Halloween. Combine it with a Halloween party in, in Nashville that when it's over. Oh, Doc. See, you know, when when I first started the show today, we were talking about, you know, making your plans, being able to, uh, you know, start to dream about where your next vacation might be, where your next adventure is going to be. And, you know, being able to pinpoint and be specific, as I had mentioned, you know, rather than saying, I'm going to go to Tennessee, saying, I'm going to... Uh, you know these very specific places. Now's the time to start making those plans. It is. It is planning ahead and not rely. There's nothing wrong with relying on state tourism websites. Uh, they're, 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 they serve a great purpose. Sure. Yeah. But Good idea. I like to go underneath. They, they, that's only the big picture. That's where you start. Then you go down. But, but you go down on, and you peel back from that, and then you find the Bell Buckles and the Lynchburgs, even the Huntsvilles. Um, the the uh, Mont Eagle is uh, the home of the University of the South, in Swanee, Tennessee. Uh, and again, with a Tennessee Williams connection, uh, uh, it's just right up the road from Lynchburg. Uh, Tennessee Williams, who never had children, left his entire estate to the University of the South. 
he never went to college. He left every every time you see on Turner South a streetcar named Desire, a portion of those proceeds goes directly to the English department at the University of the South. Mm. How, how how truly American that is. That totally that. is. Well, Doc, when we come back from the break, let's talk more about, you know, I, I love this theme of being in America, being in the South, being able to visit these places. You know, and we were talking earlier about St. Augustine and the Spanish influence. Let's talk a little bit more about that, too, when we come back. Can't wait. Well, clink, clink. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel here on News Radio 570 WWNC. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hi, it's Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel here on News Radio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can listen anywhere in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Speak Travel to Me, the number two, Speak Travel to Me. So today we're talking to my old friend, Doc Lawrence, a true Southern gentleman down there in, in Atlanta. Doc, you've been, you've been traveling about for a long time, haven't you, my friend? I started when I was a kid. I was lucky. My father's advice to me always was travel, learn uh, about things that you don't know. Make new friends, and you can't do it in your backyard. You've got to get out. Right. And what we've been talking about is that you really don't have to get out too far. You know, we talk about travel so much, about going to Europe, going to Italy, going to to Spain. We can learn a lot about Spain right here in our own backyard, because didn't the Spanish come on over here from there, right? <laughs> no, they were, the first, they were the first to come over here. Yeah. And, uh, no better place to start than where they first landed in in, uh, America, which is St. Augustine. Yeah, you were talking about that earlier. So, you know, I was in St. Augustine once a couple of years back, and I loved it. It was just so pleasant. The little streets were so charming. There's a lot of Spanish influence there, and uh, even, you know, food. What's going on there? There's a lot going on with uh, these peppers you you had mentioned to me coming from Morocco. What's up? (laughs) Well, uh, anywhere you go, of course, the food will tell you. uh, If you see what they eat in restaurants and what locals have on the dinner table, you'll know pretty much everything about their culture. Yes. And generally holds true. Uh, One of the indigenous products there is the daddle pepper, D-A-T-I-L. You've never heard of it. You'd have no reason to hear about it. But this little pepper is made into a sauce that uh, you use it with, you handle it with care. Be careful when you pick the bottle up. It might explode. <laughs> um, it's far, uh, far hotter than a habanero. And it came through uh, Pasta Leon uh, from Morocco, which was a uh, Spanish province at the time, yes, 500 plus years ago, and it was brought into, along with Spanish wines, the first wines of Europe, 
uh, into America at St. Augustine, and the dental pepper flourishes there. I know of no other place that can be found in North America than St. Augustine. I'll be darned. I guess it's the festival each September. (laughs) Festival, of course they do. And I buy bottles of it and use it as a condiment um, because it, it it's it, while it's hot, it also is aged and it's mellow like Tabasco. Is. Yes. And uh, I think it's far superior to Tabasco myself. But uh, anyway, the uh, as you know, the architecture in, in um, St. Augustine, there's a lot of old Spain there. Mm-hmm. And you've got the magnificent uh, Spanish revival architecture that Henry Flagler, uh, the great relative of uh, John D. Rockefeller, mm-hmm. uh, the railroad magnet that he brought into St. Augustine, and it's still one of the predominant architectural forms there. Mm. And around that, you've got these fabulous restaurants. Uh, that is the Florida that people don't know, and they really need to know. <clears throat> uh, from and, and that is the beginning. St. Augustine is the beginning of what is known as the Spanish Trace, that's America's first real road trading route. And I'm telling you, it's still there if you don't know how to find it. How about that? It goes, uh, at one time it went all the way from St. Augustine to San Diego, California. Wow. And the Spaniards did that. They were great explorers. And there are remnants of the Spanish trace that you can take going west from St. Augustine. Uh, you go to Monticello, Florida. Uh, it goes right through Ted Turner's plantation of Avalon there, mm. uh, through Tallahassee, through Pensacola, Mobile, Gulfport, Biloxi, New Orleans, and Points West. But it began in St. Augustine. How about that? What a great trip. You know, we were, we've been talking this during this uh, show about, you know, just being able to go visit in your own backyard, taking, taking some time to, uh, you know, take a road trip, go visit some places, and really covering this Spanish trace, as you had mentioned, even just going down into these other little towns and some not-so-little towns on your way out west, what a great vacation that would be, right? Takes takes a little planning because, again, uh, this uh, could be sad if you're if you're trapped by it, but uh, state tourism websites are not going to have that on there, right? And that's 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 okay. That's they may not even know about it, but you and I do mm-hmm. now. The now your listeners do. And uh, it's it's the anchor. To me, these are anchors for a great trip. Absolutely. Can you, can you imagine? You, Ted Turner doesn't mind you going on his property. Really? Uh, this plantation Avalon is several thousand acres. Mm-hmm. The Spanish, his portion of the Spanish trace is preserved. You drive a car on. There are six old missions. Really? That have been found along that that he's had uh, excavated and preserved, not disturbed, nothing taken, but they're, they're alongside that. And the trees are canopied over mm. the Spanish trees. It's one of the most romantic views on the planet. Well, Doc, again, you're talking dirty to me here, my friend. You know, <laughs> you're remember, a man after my own remember, heart. <laughs> remember the great contribution of the Spaniards uh, into St. Augustine and Points West. It was they that had the foresight and the love of the planet to bring us the great wines of Europe. Well, I was about to transition into the great wines. (laughs) (laughs) And so the Spanish were the first ones to to bring it here and introduce us to to a palette of flavors. 
if you if you go to uh, any uh, grocery store today and you pick up any of the great wines of Spain, and there's a lot of them out there now, uh, their uh, their ancestors came in to St. Augustine. How about Same that? Wine. Same wine, different bottle. So do they have wineries in that area? They have all kinds of wineries <laughs> in that area. Uh, one of the great secrets of Florida is the fact that it is a uh, boutique wine-producing state. And and in Florida, North Florida, uh, actually invented a, a truly American grape called Blanc de Bois. That sounds like something out of a Tennessee Williams play. <laughs> yes, it does. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Emile, Emile de Bois was from Paris, and he had a winery in Tallahassee about the Spanish trace. <laughs> And he produced the vinifera of France there and did it quite successfully. When Blanc de Bois was literally invented through hybridization, uh, it was named after him, hence the name. It's a white wine named after Emile de Bois, hence Blanc de Bois. You buy it today, and it's one of the greatest wines with uh, turkey, ham, chicken, uh, seafood you will ever, ever enjoy. And, you know, as you were talking about these great restaurants and great food, great wine, I mean, obviously, you know, our founding, these founding people, as they were coming into our into our land, were setting up a, a sweet little lifestyle for themselves, right? They were bringing in well, some good stuff. I think they knew what the uh, Spanish monks knew. <laughs> uh, so, soldiers fight better when they're rewarded with a little wine. People pray better when they have wine at communion. They just it goes hand in hand. Uh, wine is all over the Old and New Testament. Of course, it is. The Old Testament has six thousand references to it. That's no accident. It's part and parcel of the uh, joy of daily living. And you know, uh, it's the, it's part it, it's part of our Americana as we're talking that, about that, right? <laughs> you can't go anywhere without finding it. That's Isn't that a blessing? It totally you is. You don't even have to look hard. There, just all of a sudden, there it is. There it is. And, you know, and we're so lucky to be able to, you know, I can think about leaving here in my home in western North Carolina and getting in my car and not having to travel too far to find lovely wines, wonderful food, beautiful country, lovely people. I mean, we've got it all going on right here, don't we, Doc? Yes, we do. And you go to Europe uh, or Asia, and uh, I venture a guess that when you ask strangers when they come to America what is their favorite places, it's always going to be in the South. Always, yes. It would, it would, granted, it might be Disney World, but it also might be uh, Graceland, and it might be Jack Daniels. That's right. The foreigners far of Jack Daniels, they have tour buses loaded with English visitors, visitors from Ireland. That's commonplace there. That's not unusual. Exactly. Well, Doc, let me ask you, how could somebody get more information from you, get on your database, get some of your newsletters? Uh, you can go to uh, downsouthtoday.blogspot.com. I don't mind emails either, editors oh. at docsnews.com. Uh, calling, I don't know about that one. <laughs> right, that's I, all right. I, I talk too much. We'll, we'll, you'll never get off the telephone. <laughs> well, they they can get through to you by going to your to your blog and then signing up for your newsletter. Is that right? 
It's real easy to do, and if you have any trouble, just go to Google. Marilyn Ball and Doc Lawrence all over Google. So yeah, there you go. Easy to find. Easy. To find. <laughs> easy. Well, Doc, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today, and I'd love, as you know, to have you back again, and we can talk about some more Americana, some more what's happening down south, and, uh, you know, who knows? We could start planning some trips and inviting people to come with us, right? <laughs> I, I don't think they have a bus big enough. Do they have <laughs> double-decker tour buses around here? Well, we'll, we'll just it. have to find out, won't we? <laughs> I'll start lining one up. There you go. Well, thank you, Doc. It's really been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show, and I look forward to collaborating with you into this new year. I'll, I'll learn from you, Marilyn. God bless you. Take good care, my friend. You too. Thank you, Doc. Hey, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel on News Radio 570 WWNC. And remember, don't postpone joy. Oh!